just had this thought about how I'm here to learn my own lessons and I'm not here to teach anybody else theirs. I'm not here to let anyone know about theirs either, I suppose. Or am I? Because I was saying that, I realized that I think it is okay to point things out to people that's not okay. I don't know that it's teaching them their lessons, but it's loving someone enough to want them to do better. Or loving someone so much and seeing their potential, their beauty, their bright loving side and wanting to help them to get there because you see the, the you see the true self in that person you see their self and sometimes you see it before they do you can help them find it Maybe we're here to find ourself and help other people find themselves, their selves. Yeah, I think I'm just ready for a world where We are all openly accepted for however we want to live, whoever we want to be. As long as it's loving. I think you can accept people and still want them to do better. It's not judging. being optimistic and hoping for a better person. We can all be more accepting of ourselves first. That's the ultimate priority. Accepting all of our dark and light, light and dark, all our corners and crevices, accepting them because acceptance is love. But then wanting to clean out the corners and the crevices and dust it off and show a more polished, shiny version of ourselves. But accepting ourselves first for all of our flaws all of our mistakes, air quote. Are they mistakes or are they life lessons? If we have something in us to make a so-called mistake, then that thing is part of our path. It's part of the work we need to do on ourselves. So accept that we are who we are and 
notice everything and really hold on to the positive. Now that we're in the new year, I've started to think about how I want my year to look, I want my life to look. No, I mean, I've been thinking about how I want my life to look. <laughs> but I think I'm doing better so far this year at really trying to live that person. To be a calm person, a loving person, non-reactive, but calmly responsive. Aware of my responsiveness. Aware of my response behavior. And also how to make it better. So specifically, one of the things I have been doing is the moment I start going down the rabbit hole of feeling shame or guilt, I start noticing it a lot quicker, for one. And for two, I start saying to myself, you did a really good job, for example, and this, I can think of a specific example that happened in the, like, the last week. And it was a conversation with my mother. And I haven't really been talking to her a whole lot lately. But I called her because they were broke down. And I wanted to see if she was alright. Or if they... Well, at first I was like, are you broke down? Or are you just sitting there? But I was pretty sure they were broke down. But I didn't want to assume. So I was just asking. And um, they were. And... She, you know, kind of got upset with me during the conversation because I hadn't been calling her. And when I got up the phone, I kind of was spinning about it a little bit, thinking about the negative parts of the conversation where I felt like, you know, I wasn't a good enough daughter, for example. Maybe that was what the subconscious thing was. Not a good enough daughter, didn't call to check in on my mother, or... How dare I not try harder? What what all was it? Wow, I think maybe it was just the daughter thing, really. I think that was the main core of my 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 spinning thoughts because I started to say things to myself like Like, okay, yeah, I could have called her. (sighs) Yeah, I could have done better. Kind of really focusing in on this one area of the conversation. You know? And I think a lot of it wasn't even just thoughts that I was telling myself about that. But it was just kind of like, also thinking like, okay, I need to leave. Why am I here? Why did I move back here? What am I doing? I need to figure out what I'm going to do with this house. I need to leave, you know, kind of just spinning about all that. And then realizing, okay, wait a minute. I like it here. I love this area. It's beautiful. I didn't come back here just for family. I love it here. The beauty, the quietness, and... 
I also just started being my cheerleader. I turned into that gear and it was amazing. I started saying really nice things and focusing on another area of the conversation where I offered for them to come in my car and I would give them a ride. I offered and I'm like, no, no, the tow truck's coming. I offer, oh, but it might be an hour. Okay, well, do you want me to just come back around? You can sit in my car and stay warm. No, no, we're all right. Thanks, thanks, we're good, we're warm. You know, like, I, I went back to that part of the conversation, and I was like, wow, that was really kind of you, Tracy, to offer them a ride and to offer them to sit in your car you know, you haven't talked to them a while for a while because of both of you. Not that it's a shameful thing because of both of us. It's just, okay, we choose not to talk right now. That's a mutual thing. I'm not the only one that decided not to call you. You also decided not to call me. Like, that's a mutual decision we both made. The decision to not call someone is a decision. Maybe you're not thinking, I'm not going to call this person, but you chose to go on with your day and not call someone. I did, I did that. You did that. We both did that. Neither one of us heard from each other for weeks. It wasn't just me. And for one, you know... The guilt about you being sick for, you know, a few weeks. It's like, well, your husband could have called me and told me if it was really worrisome. If you were really worried or he could have just let me know. I live so close to you. I could have ran over. I could have got you soup. Um, yeah, he could have called, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blaming anyone for anything. I'm just saying like there were other options besides me calling you. Also, you could have called me when you're laying there sick. And it's okay that you didn't. I wasn't upset with you. That was the whole point. You know? I wasn't upset. I was just kind of reflecting back to you what you said to me. Like you said, well, you could call and check up on your mother. And I said, well, you could call and check up on your daughter. You know? It's like it goes both ways. We could check up on each other. That's love. But... We both chose maybe to love ourselves more in the time since we haven't spoken. I know that's what I've been trying to do. Recognizing the you in me and having compassion for you for one and also compassion for myself. And you are a beautiful person and you've taught me a lot of awesome positive things. You are such a hard worker. And I appreciate your determination. And how you always try to do your best, even though it's been so challenging for you as well. I see that. You're challenged to be close to your children. It's been a struggle for you. I see that. I feel that too. I just wanted to, to go over the other part in the conversation again and say, like, I had to become my cheerleader and say, that was really nice of you to call them to offer a ride, to offer for them to sit in your car to stay warm. That was really kind of you. That was very generous. That was really sweet of you. I appreciate the offer. That was such a kind gesture.
I suppose that's what I expected in that conversation. But you know, expectations are a means for disappointment. We all need to stop expecting. So I think that's how I was able to bounce out of that spinning tornado in my head of thoughts. I became my cheerleader. I stopped expecting her to be my cheerleader or a loving emotional mother. It's like, she's the mother she is and that's okay. It's, I mean, I accept her and I also want her to do better. And maybe I can come up with better ways to talk to her without getting a slightly irritated, which I got irritated a little bit on the phone, but I wasn't like irritated as I've been with her in the past for similar conversations. So I'm getting better there. So I'm giving myself a little pat on the back for that one too. I mean, I'm, I'm really doing better at speaking with her in a lot of ways. And I could still continue to improve. For instance, instead of, you know, being in that conversation and kind of expecting it to not end like that, expecting it to end on a happy note, expecting to feel appreciated, expecting to feel closeness, expecting to, I don't know, get excited about talking to each other, want to hang out sometime soon, like, like, oh, let's get together for lunch. I've never... No, I, you have asked me, you have asked me, you wanted to do the flea market thing and the lunch thing. We did do that and I did appreciate that. And I was also just cranky about it, I guess. I'm sorry I didn't appreciate that. I think I was just, it was in my in the part of my life where I was getting rid of everything I own and we were going to a flea market. It felt a little bit off base for where I was in my life. And it's like, I appreciated you wanting to hang out with me. I thought that was cool, but also I realized wow, you don't really know me. Why are you taking me to a flea market? This is the last place I wanted to go. This is depressing. These people look depressed, trying to sell their junk. And you know, I know there's treasures in there. And I still do go to like thrift stores and stuff now. I love, 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 love. I guess that's different than like a flea market where like a person is like standing over their table of junk. Like it's like the most precious thing in the world. It's somewhat, somewhat overpriced because they don't actually want to get rid of it it's precious but there's also the people that have brand new stuff that they sell for like their business and stuff and it's not always true that everything's overpriced or that everyone is in love with all the stuff they want to get rid of i do realize that i'm just being i guess judgmental right now i don't know i was just having a really hard time with it i was i was having a hard time with it and feeling like you were trying to be close to me, but it kind of represented like how you're not close with me. The fact that you brought me to a flea market. So I'm sorry that, yeah, I guess that we weren't connected enough that you knew that I, that you would have known that I didn't want to go to a place like that. But you did take me to lunch too. So that was really cool. Thank you for trying. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you for trying. And you haven't tried since. And that's the only time I can ever remember you doing that. In my life. So I guess I need to let that go. Stop expecting you to ask me for ask me to go to lunch. Yeah. Or to do anything motherly daughterly. 
Bondy, Bondy like, Bondy type like. I will stop expecting that. I really need to because I think that's where my frustration comes, wanting that closeness. And it's not there at all. And I'm sorry, I, I, I'm realizing that that is not a healthy thing to do. <laughs> Expect you to be that mother I always wanted or something. Be the mother I see in movies that are perfect. No, I, I mean, are there people that have like really awesome motherly daughter bonds? I mean, I think there are. I mean, I've seen it and heard it. And I hear people sometimes talk about their moms. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. Jelly. No, not jelly, but happy for them, actually. Happy for them. Very happy for them and just feel like a warmness in my heart. Like it's, it does exist kind of stuff. Like I love that. Of course it exists. Feels like a unicorn sometimes. But maybe the, the big step that I have yet to take that I'm so close to taking is continuing to be my mother and stop expecting one out there in the physical realm. Just continuing to be mine and nurturing my inner child. That's the best thing I can do for myself. There's my lesson there. Being my cheerleader and... Preventing chaos and conversations in the future. Or preparing myself for future conversations or future thought arguments that I have in my head. <laughs> arguments that I have with other people in my head or myself debating something someone said in my head debating with myself <laughs> really I'm not debating with them they're not there they don't hear it yeah letting all that go expecting something else from people wow yeah Time to let that go. 2024.